How many of you believe you really exist? Is anyone still here under that illusion? Admit it if there is. Anyone? <laughs> no one will admit it. That's good. It's a start. It's better to not admit it. Because we don't, really. It's an illusion. Anything time-bound is not real. And all existence is simply an appearance followed by disappearance. Is the appearance any more real than the disappearance? No. But neither is real. You know, a lot of times we talk about jivan mukti as the goal of yoga, which means to be liberated in life. <clears throat> liberated from the ego with its illusory existence that is only an illusion. But actually Ramana says, no, jivan mukti is not the end. There's a stage higher than jivan mukti. Does anyone know what it is? Sri Ramana calls it videha mukti. And this means liberation even from believing you ever were an ego that has achieved liberation. There's not even the subtle sense of being one who has gone beyond the illusion because you were never in the illusion to begin with. <laughs> And that's why the final stage is really just laughter. Because you took this whole thing so seriously. You made such a tragedy out of it. Tragic comedy, really, but... You took your sanskaras so seriously, your sins, your mistakes, your flaws, you flagellated yourself with such sincerity. And all of it was just an illusion. And the ego is so caught up in the illusion that it even has nostalgia for parts of the illusion that have been left behind in time. And airbrushes them as if they were something good when at the time you wanted to get as far away from them as possible. And then you miss them when they're gone. <laughs> it's an absurdity. And when we can really experience the full absurdity of our existence and the illusion even of the absurdity, then we begin to know what freedom is. And once we're out of all of those boxes and we realize that none of it was ever real, and that once we die and leave the body, we're not going to think about the life we left behind. We may create another one, we want to go back into more absurdity. But then we won't remember the previous ones. But the life you have now and its traits, its identity markers, the gender you think you might be, the age, the nationality, time period, all of that is simply a passing dream. Don't identify with that. 
And that's why for Jung, the first stage out of the trap was the archetypes. At least you know that there is some timeless form of beauty and wisdom and truth that you pertain to, that you're living out in some way, even though it may be under a cloud. But even that is simply within the dream. It's a more beautiful level of what Plato called the world of forms, the perfection of the possibility of the form of the human body, for example, and the human mind, and the arts, nature itself. And now we've polluted all that, and we live in a very degraded culture in which even the archetypes are almost unimaginable. And yet something within us yearns for a source, an ultimate source, an ultimate meaning to a life that transcends any of the current paradigms. And to get there, we have to recognize that the one who is seeking it is the obstacle to the realization. Not only are none of your beliefs real, none of your fears are real, none of your desires have any reality to them, as you know, because if you fulfill one, you realize, no, that wasn't it. It's something else. It's always something else. It's never what you have. But we keep putting that carrot in front of us and imagining, no, it's the next thing, person, profession, whatever. And it's always another illusion, isn't it? And so how often are we going to have to go through that disappointment process and the regret? before we realize that our goal is not here within the illusion. It's the transcendence of the illusion. But the transcendence of the illusion is not to go somewhere else. It's not like, okay, I'm going to leave the earth plane and go to heaven. No. The illusion is all there is. Samsara, samsaro, is nirvana. When you realize it is the illusion. There is no one to go anywhere else, and there is nowhere else, because anywhere is always an illusory appearance. But the one to whom that appearance occurs, that consciousness that is formless, timeless, that is beyond existence, you cannot say it is even, because there's no distinction between is and is not in truth, in the real. That which really is what you are transcends all conceptualization and all time and therefore cannot be reached through time and cannot be reached through space and cannot be reached through thought. but it can be realized as what you are here and now and always when you let go of all of the objectifications that you have put yourself into. No one wants to be treated like an object by other people, but we persist in treating ourselves as an object, don't we? We have to stop treating ourselves as an object in time and space. 
and realize that the one who is perceiving that object is always beyond and can never be described or known. But in the moment that you let go of that desire to grasp and possess yourself, then you are. Then you are real. At the moment you cease to exist, you become real. (laughs) That's the great cosmic laughter. The God-Self is always beyond, and so it can never be reached in any kind of knowledge, any kind of duality, but you are that. And so meditation is the paradoxical ceasing to desire union with God or the self and the realization that you are that now through the absolute emptiness of any objectification, any desire, any thought, any emotions, any intentions, the absolute emptiness of the small mind, the mind that's in one box or another, frees consciousness into the absolute. So what we are doing when we meditate is absolutely nothing. But can you do nothing? To do nothing, you must be nothing. You must realize that you are no thing. Rien. Rien de rien. Absolute nothing. But that nothing contains everything. And in that state, if you hold the nothing, then all the traits of the ego, all of its pathologies, all of its unconscious fantasies that play out in the world and create suffering, will dissolve. Because there's nothing for it to stick to. You're the ultimate Teflon. With no poisonous side effects. The ultimate realization is that nothing pertains to you. And it all falls away into the same illusory nothingness that everything else was in. And the dream vanishes. And instead the supreme real appears. And everything in this world is suddenly realized to be simply a symbol of the same absolute. A metaphor. Nothing exists, but everything is a reference to the Supreme. As is every bodily form, every entity of nature, every thought, every psyche. All is simply a reflection, a manifestation of a symbolic reflection of God. But it can never capture the whole of the truth of the Supreme One. And yet you are that. And at the moment that you let go of trying to understand with the conceptual mind The supreme mind arises that understands all intuitively, absolutely, instantaneously, and is filled with bliss. A bliss that is absolutely senseless. (laughs) 
because it has no reason. It's not based on anything except the absolute truth. No situation calls it forth, and nothing can take it away. It is simply part of what you are. Satchitananda. So let's stop pretending we exist and realize the bliss of the Absolute. Let's meditate.